Broad Street Bully Podcast. Talking Flyers hockey. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's episode 335 of the Broad Street Bully Podcast. Covering all your Flyers news. Are you, out, are you outraged? What's up? It's Drew Papsky, Jeff and Doyle. Happy 7-Eleven. Get yourself a Slurpee for listening to this on the day it comes out. It's a Monday for you. Is that still a thing? I don't know if it is. I just like I think it things. is, but I don't think they let you bring anything. Like, before you could bring, like, a whatever, like a bucket. They give you a small cup now, I think. Yeah, I think there's yeah. like a. Oh, you could come you in with your own cup and do it. I think back in oh, the day yeah. you could. You could, you could, you could have bought like one of those five gallon buckets from Home Depot and like brought it in and filled it up. As oh, I thought drink. that you just had to buy like you got a cup in the store. And until like, Yetis became popular, they they really like we can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that Seven Eleven did away with that because people were just like abusing it by yeah. you know bringing in ridiculous shit to like a Yeti coolers to fill up with Slurpee. Yeah, this episode brought to you by Slurpees. They taste yeah. good and uh, they're really bad for you. Dude, bad when that first diabetes. happened, when we were like. I don't know. High school, middle 14, school? 14, yeah, 15. I thought that was the shit. Yeah, it was, but, uh, you know, uh, you can wash that down with all the hot takes you're going to be getting on Twitter this w- weekend. Oh, my God. We're doing this uh, on Saturday, so keep in mind anything that happened after this um, on Saturday afternoon around 3 o'clock, uh, we don't know about because we're doing this a little bit early because uh, we're a little busy this Sunday, um, but we had a lot to talk about. The Flyers had their draft. Um, along with the rest of the NHL, not just the Flyers, other other teams did as well. And the Flyers also made a pretty big trade in signing, which has Twitter and a tizzy, which I'm sure we'll spend a lot of time talking about. Um, and I know you guys can't even right now. So if you're upset about it, um, just go get a Slurpee and cool down. It'll be fine. And while you're there in line waiting to get checked out for your free Slurpee because you're going to buy like something else because you're at 7-Eleven and you hate yourself, uh, you also could uh, make sure you go to phillygoat.com and use promo code BULLY for 10% off. Use uh, your entire order, promo code BullyPhillyGoat.com. You can get all sorts of Philly sports gear, Philly minutia, Philly culture stuff. Get yourself a nice tank top to show off the guns this summer on the beach while you're cooling down a Slurpee because you can't believe the Flyers traded for somebody that has a different opinion than you. I can't believe it. But anyway, before we get to that, people, the top story tonight. Flyers announced their development camp roster just a, a moments ago this morning or this afternoon, and includes a lot of the trades. We're, uh, I'm sorry, a lot of the draft picks we're going to talk about. So Flyers uh, had six uh, draft picks this year. Uh, first, which was the fifth overall, they had the third. They had a fifth, a sixth, and two sevenths. And guys, um, I guess it's time to cancel the whole Flyers uh, management because people were pretty upset about the draft too. But I guess they're not talking about that right now because of the, the trade. But the Flyers took Jeff's favorite prospect. Mud cutter. Got to get it out of the way. It's uh, a poop joke. I, I know, Jeff. Um, and if he is, if he stinks because he's a project pick, then oh the God, mud cutter is going to be appropriate. He's not. He's not a project pick. Um, they said that he's a project pick because he's big. Chuck Fletcher picked no, him. No, he's not he's a. Big. He's a project pick as far as playing center. Yeah, but I think I think his floor is like an NHL play, quality player. What can, his, what can yeah. go wrong if the Flyers force a winger to play center? There's no history to dictate that that's a mistake. Um, like Claude Giroux. Claude Giroux played center. They also well, Simone Gagne was a center. They made play wing. That worked out pretty well, well for the Simone organization. Well, he's well. playing. He's playing at Boston College as a center. So yeah, he's young. Yeah, um, he's he going to get a, a year. Boston but he College. said he wants to do one year of college and then he will go to the NHL. Okay, what's wrong with that? That's good. I prefer that. No, just, he needs I'm to just, develop. No, he's, I'm just saying that's he's, he's going to get one year of college in and then he'll have to go pro. 
Yeah, he's 6'2", 200 pounds. So Cutter Gauthier, uh, originally from Sweden, he's been in the USA development team uh, the last uh, year or two, I think, the last couple of years. Originally from Sweden? Yeah, he's originally born in Sweden. What? His mom's from Yeah, his Reddit. dad... Of, uh, oh, yeah, his, his dad was a dad? Yeah, that makes sense then. His dad played, like, around here. Yeah, his dad His dad actually played for the Reading Royals. Right? It was, so I think it was Sean Gauthier, because I thought it was Denny Gauthier at first, and I was super excited. And then I was very no, disappointed I think, when I, I think, found out uh, that was Julian Gauthier is related to, to Dennis Gauthier. Maybe. Or the Julian, who was another pl- pl- uh, player on, the Flyers uh, were eyeing when they drafted. Who they drafted instead of that year? Rubstov, I think. Rubstov? Yeah. Ugh. Yuck. Rubstov then connecting that same year, right? But anyway... Um, I the think Flyers. That was the same year as Kiefer Bellows. That's what it was. Kiefer Bellows, the other big guy. Yeah. So um, it went like this: Montreal shocked everybody by picking up uh, Slavkovsky uh, first overall, and then it went Nemec, then Cooley, and then Shane Wright fell to four overall. Uh, the Seattle uh, took him. Now, a lot of people were upset, saying, "Well, the Flyers had beat Seattle late in the season. This was why the Flyers should have tanked properly, so they could have got Shane Wright." Yada yada yada. But regardless, the Flyers got a quality player in uh, Gautier. He's big. He needs to grow into his body a little bit more. Just, I guess, learn more about the game and really just develop because he's super young. But um, at this point, it was either between him or uh, David Jerichek, who was another player we mentioned last week the Flyers could have taken. Like I said, I don't. we don't have the time nor the uh, access to watch these guys' careers up until this point. We're just going by what the other professional people are saying based on the scouting reports. And I think if the Flyers had picked any of those guys – that went the first six overall, they'll, they're going to be in good shape at least. They'll have an NHL-quality player now. Obviously, time will tell because we've seen what happened over the years. Well, if the Flyers didn't draft this guy instead instead of this guy, maybe we'd be won a cup by now, blah, 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 blah. But who knows? It's still way too early. But they did pick. They uh, were able to address an organizational need, in my opinion. Uh, the guy can score. He's big. And yeah, he has hopefully very... can be a power forward, that kind of like Jeff Carter kind of vibe. He's a very high ceiling as far as uh potential yeah so i mean that's cool with me i'm not going to get upset about it and you'll be able to see him in development camp uh, along with a lot of other uh you know people you may have heard of including some other uh current draft picks that the flyers picked up on um so any other thoughts on you in here why would carter Hart be in development camp it hasn't happened in years well he needs to develop into a better goalie so that's why why are you doing this oh my god i don't know just, there's a lot to yeah, be angry I get about. It, this week, no, so. we're not really looking forward to this season. <laughs> speaking this speaking of uh, Jeff's mental capacity, uh, leading <laughs> off for the defenseman Ronnie R. Atard will be at uh, will be at the development camp this year, along with some other names you might know, like Tyson Forster, uh, Zade Wisdom. Okay, Cam York and Wyatt Wiley will also be there, along with, of course, uh, Gautier and some of the other uh, draft picks and they've had over the last couple of years, and some also camp invites, including uh, Chase Primo. Hmm. Is that Keith Primo's? I think that's his son, isn't it? One of his sons is on Montreal. Yeah, the Canadians. He's a goalie. Yeah, but Chase Primo's a, a forward. I, I see on this list. Is that? A- yeah, I think Caden's the goalie, right? And then Chase is yeah. probably the younger son. Yeah, unless think- he's w- related to Wayne Primo. Oh, I know. I didn't think about that. No, it is. It is his. Uh, it is his son. I thought it was. I remember he had like the like the little. The what Chase and Caden, like what like white boy names. Chase with a C H A Y S E. So he'll be there. Um, also, Ty McSorley, possibly to Marty McSorley. Hmm. Is he going to kill someone so. with a stick? That'll be good for the fans. <laughs> um, just make sure you hit him Your right. Your dad's in the head. still the only guy who took a skate off and tried to stab someone. <laughs> 
<laughs> also, Samuel Erston, uh, Flyers 2018 goalie draft pick, will be there. So some some names you f- are familiar with, but um, you know a lot of a lot of players won't be there. But um, you know, uh, Sam Moran will be on the coaching staff for this camp to help out, which is nice for him, yeah. I guess, because you know Marty McSorley is Ty McSorley's uncle. Oh, there you go. Okay, thank you for looking into that for me. So there you have it. There's development camp roster. The Flyers also picked some other players in the draft, and we have no idea what they're going to bring. But um, the various. other dude they picked uh, is a big uh, guy too. With the guy they picked in the third round. Yeah, Devin Kaplan. Yep. Yeah, no, another like US. six three, two hundred pound guy. Yep, American made boy, and they got another winger, and they got picked a defenseman in the sixth round, and they got a center or a winger in the seventh round from Finland. And then yeah, another center right wing. So no goalie drafts, one defenseman, a lot of forwards, which the Flyers do need to stock the forward cupboard, at least for the uh, Phantoms and development. And maybe we'll see what happens. You never know. Some of these players that are drafted late could wind up being on this team in a year or three. You never know. <laughs> There's just been a lot of people who are, like, criticizing this draft, and I just – it's I like one of those things where you led with, like, we don't know if they're going to be any good. You, don't, you didn't watch any of this. You're going off, like, some idiot's take. Yeah, and well, I also find one YouTube video that some guy has highlight reels on. So we should have a, had this guy. Or they just people get high on one thing because they just want to be right. They want to say, yeah. "I told you so." Like three years from now, like obviously the only person who, I mean, outside of like the top few picks, there's a lot of these players aren't even going to be ready to play this year. Like, dude, Slavkovsky's huge. He would have been probably great play this year, but yeah, he's got like the most NHL body. He's six four, two twenty nine. Yeah, and he's, he's going to play in the yeah. Canadians. I think they said that a lot of the first-round picks this year, like the higher first-round picks, aren't going to be ready um, like this year. It's going to be at least a year plus. Yeah, but I think Slavkovsky could. I think Shane Wright possibly could playing for Seattle. What do they have to lose with him? I mean, they remember, like, a lot of people were talking shit about the 2017 NHL draft, and there's a lot of good players. Because remember, they were like, oh, it's just Nico Heeshear, Noel Patrick, and everybody else after that is a huge drop-off. And then well, you look at what happened. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, that is true. Did you guys see the video of Shane Wright staring down uh, Montreal's draft table? Apparently, I don't know if that was true or not, but he like, he seemed to be staring down somebody in the audience as he was accepting his draft pick for the C. Uh, what, what's the name of Seattle? Kraken. Kraken. I almost said Supersonics for some reason today. Twice. I don't know what's what's wrong with my brain. Oh, would be cool. You I miss like the it. Supersonics. I do. I, I yeah. do. I miss the sport I love the most: basketball. That's what I really want to see. Um, but yeah, apparently he was staring. Down. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I saw he like yeah stared him down. And then I have and then a lot of people it. are like, "Look, this kid has an attitude problem. That's why he wasn't taken first overall." Mm-hmm. And it's like, or because things can just change at a minute's notice with that draft stuff, with the combine and whatever else. And who who knows what they were looking for? I think everybody wants to say a person is a locker room problem or a spoiled rich kid and the whatever. Um, they're if they're competitive and he's staring them down, that's cool. I would rather have that guy on my team. Like, yeah, that guy's like hungry, and like maybe it'll f- make him some fight to play. But it's not our problem because we uh, had the fifth overall pick and not the fourth, and he didn't fall to us. But it was very close, and there was a few anxious uh, minutes on Twitter where everyone thought he might fa- fall to the Flyers, and a lot of writers were uh, like, "Oh my God, if he falls to us, that'd be cool." It's still, yeah. I still wanted Logan Cooley. Well, yeah, if we have to go with the theme of having names we can make jokes about, so Logan Cooley definitely one of them. <laughs> All right. Surprised Carcini didn't write an article like Shane wrong. Or well, yeah. Well, if only the Flyers had <laughs> lost like three more games or something like that and didn't beat Seattle, 
uh, people were doing the revisionist history, and they were yeah. like, on this date, the Flyers played the Penguins and beat them like six to two. And if they hadn't did this, they would have had Shane Wright right now. Yeah, exactly. They all. I, I was waiting for that, but Jeff, unfortunately, those conspiracy theories didn't last this weekend. Because you know why? Do you know what else happened? Why is that? What happened? I haven't been paying attention. I have no idea. Um, Metallica was featured in Stranger Things finale last weekend. It really just took the internet by storm. Just kidding. It, they just, ah, Metallica. It's just it's been flooding my social media. I'm like, we get it. Those are some happening cats. So, um, well, it takes place in the '80s, dude. How else would you know? Um, <laughs> so the Flyers made a trade, a hockey trade. So last week we were discussing how Ryan Ellis may not be ready for the start of the season. And there's a lot of rumors floating around that he has a, not only the hip injury is lingering, but it possibly could be permanent, like degenerative hip issue, similar to maybe what Ray Emery had or even a muscle. Yeah, I don't know exactly and that what's was going uh, on, but something that that was that was Snow the goalie reporting that. And if you remember correctly, they were the ones that said that Sam Morin was career ending, right? Yeah, no, that he had a significant. Or was that nasty? Knee significant, or, and then, significant knee injury. And then Riley Cote said, "No, just talk oh, to yeah. him. fine." And then, and then it came out that he did. Yeah, so Sam was like waiting for the right so, time to do it, I guess, and waiting for a second opinion from a doctor or whatever, but they said that originally. So if that's the case... Snow the goalie has a track record of being correct. One time, but yeah. Well, one time is enough. So times. now, this is what everyone's freaking out about. So the Flyers traded for a player that actually, I think we threw around last year as like kind of a joke, um, saying like a reclamation project. I called him, I think, Michael Delzato 2.0. Uh... uh uh, outcast from the New York Rangers organization, a defenseman, a young defenseman that was very talented, has a lot of uh, offensive upside from the blue line, good in the power play, can move the puck. And then he gets ousted from the Rangers, has some apparently character issues or something else, other things stemming from his youth. And then he signs with the Carolina Hurricanes last year for a very cheap show-me deal, uh, excels, has 51 points, leads the Hurricanes defense in a bunch of offensive categories, and then um, he gets his rights traded for the Flyers, and that's uh, one Tony D'Angelo. So the Flyers got a seventh-round pick in this year's draft that they used, and Tony D'Angelo, and the exchange of Flyers sent their fourth-round pick from this year, their third-round pick next year, and a second-round pick the year after that. So the Flyers just traded uh, three more picks, although one that's already there to used. And they got Tony D'Angelo, and they since have signed him to a two-year deal worth reportedly $5 million each. Thoughts on this trade? Um, my initial thought is if this is Ryan Ellis's replacement, I don't like it. And if it isn't and Ryan Ellis is going to play, you're going to put him on the third pair with Cam York, who is basically the same player, and you're going to pay a guy who's going to play third-pairing minutes $5 million. But he's he's going to help the power play, Doyle. Yeah, I get that. But also... Know. Glass half full. He's 26. I get that. Yeah. But also, I don't know. I just don't think that's the... I think if Ryan Ellis was this big of a question coming into the season, they should have just drafted Yurchek, yeah. who yeah. is NHL ready, and you can just develop to play, who also has like a high ceiling to be a top four defenseman. But we can't develop defensemen. We don't know how to do that. Apparently, but yeah, I just I don't know. My first reaction to this trade was whelp. I remember you, I think Doyle texted me first about it. I was like, oh, well, that's I was at work. I was like, this is this is good. Um, I just I I thought he would have been okay as someone to throw in there like a year or two ago based on his play. Uh, yeah, he had a great year, but he was also on a very good Hurricanes team. And yeah, was, the fact that we 
I'm pretty sure he played with Jacob Slavin, who is very good. Yeah, I'm right. Also so he was swearing. playing top pair minutes in the Carolina with Slavin. So like, was he good because he's good, or was he good because Slavin's good? But the team had 116 points this year, so like, that's nothing to balk at. But at the same time, like, I mean, he he was playing top pair minutes on the team, and they had that many wins. Like, I don't. I'm no, sure he's, some he's of a it good was influenced player. by Slavin, but like, no, yeah. he's. He's a good player, and he's he's had a track record of of playing well. He had some off the ice issues, which affected his percep the perception. He's not of him, but good those on are defense, though. Yeah, he's not. Well, he's people which is, are, now. He's basically he's just a more expensive, better puck moving. Shane Goss. A lot of that comparison is going along. Although I think he's better than that. Um, I think he's had a better track record over the years of not like dipping as much as Goss's bear, based on like some of the stats I've seen. But overall, I just. I don't know. I, I don't hate this move. I hate the timing of this move more after thinking on it a little bit more. I've been thinking about this a lot since it happened. And I think the timing's just bad because we already extended uh, the fact that we extended Rasmus Ristolainen for that many years made me yeah, feel that's like the, that's the other problem. If there was no Rasmus Ristolainen, I'd be much more happy with this move. Yeah. Because Rasmus is making 5.1 till the end of the 2027 season. That's what kind of bothers me looking at just looking at the cap right now. They have about. Uh, close to 17 million wrapped up in Prove Roberts, Salina, and D'Angelo for the next two years at least, and, and that bothers then, me because we don't know what Ryan Ellis is going to be there. Because if Ellis is now now all of a sudden you have about 22 million, 23 million wrapped up in four defensemen that hopefully will be your top four. But you also have Sandheim that needs to be. I was going to say year. Sam Sandheim's a free agent next year, and he's making slightly less than D'Angelo is making right now. Yeah, so that's a also an issue, but. If D'Angelo, I mean, I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a tradable contract. I mean, he, here's the thing, though. Looking at it from the outside perspective, besides the fact the Flyers and well, Fletcher and, and Comcast doesn't care or whatever, you pay about $5 million for a top-four puck-moving defenseman. If he's not playing top-four minutes for this, I get that. But that's what you pay for a puck-moving guy that's probably going to be on the first power play unit. Right? That's what you have to pay now. Um, defensemen that yeah, can move probably. the puck are always highly valued. Defensemen that can play top-four minutes are insanely overvalued. Yes. He also has last season going for him in his yeah. make more money column. And he's also so. from Sewell, New Jersey. He's from, he's from around here. He has the hometown thing. He played for the uh, Junior Flyers as a kid or something like that. The Quebec Junior Flyers or whatever. I don't know. So, I mean, his he has the friends, ties here. Well, his mom's thing, best friends is Johnny Gaudreau's mom, so that's confirmed. Well, yeah, he the used other to play thing I don't Hayes. like either is now the Flyers are completely capped out. Not if yeah, they trade for somebody. the moment. Well, this is where it leads to other potential things where apparently the Flyers are aggressively shopping JVR as we sh- we're sure they would. Working. But here's the problem. Well, they're they're going to be stuck they're really having cool. to like give off more than they want. Like if you thought, if you thought the Simone Gagne salary dump for Matt Walker was bad, just wait till you see what Dude, they're getting offered well, for JVR. Is, Cause the Flyers why, are against the wall again. Yeah. This is why this is terrible asset management. Because if you look at well, all of the assets, classic Chuck Fletcher, honestly, it's, that you're, I mean, luckily next year you had three first or three third round picks, so that's not that big of a deal. And then you do have two firsts in 2024 that no, you wanted one to, third to trade. Next year. Well, that's what I mean. That's oh. why it's not. It doesn't look as bad because oh, yeah. you have three third round picks going into 2023, and then you have the first round pick in 2024 that giving up a 2024 second isn't as bad because maybe you trade back with the Florida pick to get an additional second round pick. Yeah, that kind of makes sense, but just all of the assets given up to either dump players or yeah, make room somebody for did a 
Yeah, it's... I, I forget who did the outline of like what the Flyers gave up to get uh, Tony yeah, D'Angelo. It's a lot Lyon. of draft picks. It's so much. Yeah, basically to get Tony D'Angelo and Rasmus Ristolainen. Yeah, yeah, and they also had traded picks in the past to get Niskanen to get Braun. They had also thrown in other picks for. I mean, just they've made these trades over the years that like just it's fine. They have to do this because they didn't want to part with talent. But like it's starting to add up where it's like how many more draft picks are they going to be able to part well, with? Realistically, also, I mean, a lot of people are upset. But if you look at the Flyers' draft history, they don't hit on a lot of their picks. Well, that's because we've. I think a it's lot not of that, that they don't hit on their picks. It's they don't develop them. Well, Nolan Patrick, I think, was is the outlier in that situation. But overall, I think the Flyers just in general, they've drafted okay. But I think a lot of times they've all been middling picks because they've done enough to be a bubble team. They've, they've pretty much stayed in no man's land as a bubble team. They Like, up until this past season, they really hadn't sucked that bad. They, yeah, they, they locked into the it. second overall pick. They weren't even the worst team in the league that year. Yeah, if they, they hadn't like, beat the Penguins, they would have. They moved uh, up, like, what, fourth. seven spots in that draft? Um, they missed I think the playoffs. They moved up more than that. Like, I think they were supposed to be twelve or thirteen. They moved up to two. They got very lucky. Yeah. So yeah. that aside, the Flyers really. And imagine what happened if we didn't do that. Maybe we would have drafted one of those other guys that you know is actually playing right now. Um, it's interesting to think like they've just done enough to be a bubble team. They don't. Ha- they haven't had enough chance, to, enough cracks at those top picks. Like Edmonton have like had like twenty five opportunities. Pittsburgh before they got Malkin and Crosby had like four or five opportunities to draft some quality players in the top end of the draft. The Flyers really haven't had that chance too often, and they did it this time. They got a fifth overall, but that's the first time in a while. I think that just goes to show you how many times they're drafted recently. They haven't had any top picks. If you've looked at their history in the top five, it's not good either. Yeah. Yeah, no, Philip Forsberg got an eight-year – I knew that, yes. Yeah. The Flyers picks, like their first-round picks for the past – I think I don't know how long that tweet went back for, but none of the names were very memorable at all. Well, just the last like uh, top, the last top. I think it was five. the top five picks. Yeah, it was the last top five picks. And granted, they haven't always picked there, but it's like Cutter Gauthier, Nolan Patrick, Patrick. Yoni Pickinen, um Trying to think of who else. Uh, and then it goes back to like there was like one from the seventies and one from the sixties. There was like four or five that were like our era of Flyers hockey. And then the rest of them. I mean, the Flyers have only picked first overall once ever, and that was Mel Bridgman. Have you ever heard of Dominic Roussel? Have you, have you heard of him? Wasn't he a first-round pick? I don't know. We're he was definitely the starting goalie in NHL 95. Oh. I, I thought he was a – I think he was a first – I think it was a first-round pick. I don't know. Just a name that came out somewhere in my in my head. Um. Anyway. Uh, third round. Sorry. My bad. Great flyer, though. Not really. Um, ruined it. But regardless, the, the draft stuff, I just, I'm just i wary about trading any more picks, and especially if it's a salary dump at this point. My problem, well, once again, though, going back to this, my problem with D'Angelo signing isn't so much his play or his the, the level. The, I think the amount of money, I think what he, we gave him is what he'd get pretty much anywhere else, if not more. My problem is the timing of it because, like, I feel like the Flyers are in between right now. They're at like a crossroads, and as based on these moves, it seems like Fletcher and Flar don't want to rebuild. They want to retool and get ready to play next year and have Tortorella really build this team up and get them to make the playoffs, which is great. I love the sound of that, but at the end of the day, though, with the amount of cap problems this team has, the amount of assets that you know have to still be signed in the next couple of years or traded away, and we have all these problems, and Ellis – was a gamble that unfortunately it looks like it's not paying off. What are we doing? 
Yeah, I mean, people we're are spending really more money to cover thing. up holes. Like, people are really upset about the Ellis thing, saying, like, Chuck Fletcher's an idiot. But, like, when you look at the trade, I mean, Phil Myers just got flipped again um, in a trade. And Nolan Patrick, I don't think he played, like, four games for Vegas. Well, he played more than four games, but he had he got another concussion. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, that, oh, and also, yeah. the Ryan Ellis thing, like, he's a great defenseman. And just like the Chris Pronger thing, a freak injury. This well, is exactly what's I feel happening. Like, yeah, that's where I feel like we're back to... Basically, I mean, Ryan Ellis obviously isn't Chris Pronger, but you lost your top pair defenseman. Now you're trying to scramble again to sign whoever to try and plug a hole that. And like for a team that this team is nowhere near as good as that team was. Like that team still had at least like Kimo Timonen, Braden Coburn, Coburn, yeah, Mazaros. Yeah, you still had Mazaros. You still had, uh, you know. Braden Shen, Wayne Simmons, Claude Giroux, Jake Voracek, Sean Couturier. It it just overall way better <laughs> roster than what the roster currently is. Yeah, it's just annoying because to think like if that's the case, then like we're gonna make these knee jerk reaction moves to get guys like D'Angelo and rest the line here for the long term because we have to plug holes. It's like, wait a minute, are we getting like is this like a Nicholas Grossman situation where Nick Grossman is the equivalent to rest the line in? And that D'Angelo is like yeah. a younger version of this. Is this like, it's like getting Delzato? Is this like a panic, panic paying? for Andy McDonald situation? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. I, I but like, but I, I think D'Angelo is going to do do decent here. I don't, I don't know if he's going to be able to match those numbers because he's on a much worse team. The good thing is, is that it's not. It's at least not a long term deal. So it's only like two years. So if it's you know doesn't work out this year, you can trade him at the deadline, I guess, next year and eat half the salary. Or well, some pe- some maybe, teams might be able to pick that up, though. I mean, it's not that expensive for a team that like maybe has like a long term IR yeah problem. We're like, oh, we need to add one one player just Trained to, help. to uh, Tampa. Tampa. <laughs> and maybe I mean maybe him Trade and Provorov will click, Tampa. right? I assume that he'll be top pair if he's coming from top pair in Carolina. Well, if if that's um, the case, then like to give him and Provorov, him and Provorov play top pair minutes together, and they have Ristolainen and Sanheim as your second pair, and then what York and like Sealer as your third, or York and Atard. Well, I remember when everybody was like, Sealer's going to be a seventh defenseman on this team. Don't worry about that. Yeah, you were wrong. <laughs> or do you put, be in yeah, that as it spot. shakes out right now, it's not. Or do you put Provorov and Sanheim on the top pair? Or Provorov and Ristolainen on the top pair? Yeah. Oh, Ristolainen. No, I think you want Provorov's better when he has somebody who can. Well, he. I, I just. Provorov has to overcompensate. And I feel like D'Angelo has that confidence coming from the 116 point Hurricanes. Um, now, did I didn't watch a lot of Hurricane games, so I don't know how reliant he was on Jacob Slavin not making mistakes. Yeah, but I guess we'll find out. Well, I mean, if Provorov has he did well with Ghost in the past. I mean, with a puck moving guy, so Provorov didn't have to feel like he had to like you know do a bunch of offensive stuff. I know there's really no data to support that. I'm just going by the eye test of watching hundreds of games of his career. I don't know, um, but regardless. There's nothing we can do about it now except just speculate on how it's going to look come training camp. And the Flyers aren't done I because mean, we still have free agency opening up this Wednesday. Afternoon. Take the receipts of this, but as of right now, as of July 9th, 2022, the way this roster is currently constructed, it looks like an unintentional tank. Uh, yeah, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense because well, like there, there were so many other places right the flyers are putting all their faith in their top two centers who are coming off uh core surgery and back surgery like they've gotten no scoring wingers they i guess upgraded the defense i don't know if you consider tony d'angelo an upgrade um 
And like the team's not noticeably better than they were a week ago. And now they've spent five million more dollars than they did a week ago. Well, they're also so. they're also worse in the last two weeks because Farabee had that surgery. Oh right, and Far- Farabee, your more promising our winger, score, is the be scoring out winger, October. him and Atkinson are our top two wingers, arguably on this <laughs> roster. <laughs> oh, so I now you have to hope Konechny pulls it. it out, or guys that like younger guys <laughs> can kind of make the lineup and have an impact on like the top nine up and down the lineup, or tip it. I don't know. Like <laughs> another, thing. and there's still RFAs to sign. <laughs> Another thing, too, that's hilarious that shows how bad the Flyers were last year is that Tony D'Angelo, if he was on the Flyers with his point production last year, would have been second on the team. Yeah, it would have been an all-star. Yeah. So if the Flyers put Farabee on long-term IR, that's $5 million off the books. So the Flyers yeah, have some have room. To. Yeah, but you can't do that. So the problem, too, is that you can't make any of those moves until after the season starts, basically. Yeah, well, yeah, they have to be cap compliant. Well, you yeah. could be 10% yeah. over, but you have to be cap compliant by day one of the season. Yeah. So you have to have – so Ellis and Farabee count against the cap basically until day one. That was always the problem with Chris Pronger. They could never make any moves until the first day of the season so they could unload his cap to LTIR. Yeah. So the Flyers still have to to sign McEwen and Frost and Tippett. So there's that for you. They still have to figure that one out. Which and I'm sure Allison, will too. I'm pretty sure he's uh, RFA. Um, yeah, I think you are right. Yeah, I mean, the only, and oh my the god, and Lachinsky, Ratcliffe, those are all those will all be two way contracts that really won't be a big. Yeah, deal. that's I was gonna like nobody's really shined, so they're not gonna demand now, money. Now Frost, they, they might do. have to have well, someone later. just play up. Yeah, definitely. That's because like Bobby Brink's probably more than likely gonna play in the AHL. Ronnie Adderd is probably more than likely gonna play in the uh, AHL. Wade Allison. Him or Cates got to maybe yeah, play up. Yeah, him or Cates are probably play up. I mean, it all depends on how camp goes, but you still have Patrick Brown for another year. They also still have to get through free agency, which I don't think anyone should be expecting the Flyers to do much, if anything, at all. Well, they said that they're well, trying to aggressively move JVR, but everybody wants right. the first overall so, or the first round pick from 2024. And if that's the case, just well, why would you want a thirty-three-year-old winger who pots twenty goals, yeah. but really is no? Just there apparently, to be a next year's draft is going to be like next year's draft is going to be wild. So the Flyers don't really want to give up their first-round well, no, or high picks for that draft. Any, the Flyers have two first-round. They're round not going to give up anything in twenty twenty-three. Yeah, yeah. The, the Flyers, if they tank well, they'll have a high first-round pick, then, and Chuck if Florida. If Florida does, like the last year, the Flyers will have a late first-round pick. They used to move back or package it as something else that's actually tangible. Um, there's really <laughs> there's nothing that looks good about this right now. And it's really just no. the cap is – the cap was already bad, but the D'Angelo signing just made everything worse. But once again, though, yeah, what am I, I going to do about it? I don't, I don't – I, I, I know – I understand <laughs> the move to an extent, but I don't know if it was the right one. Like I said, timing's my problem with it. I just, I don't, <laughs> I know people have said this and they've called Chuck Fletcher an idiot, but I don't understand what his plan is to build a team because it seems like he's just throwing shit at a dartboard and taking whatever sticks. You know, it was like, throw it a dartboard, wrist a line and sign it for five years. Throw it a dartboard, trade for Tony D'Angelo. Like, throw it a dartboard. We need to clear Ghost's salary so we can sign wrist a line. Like, what are you doing? The wrist line problem, the- I think it was just him signing. It was like the sunken cost fallacy. We already put these draft picks out for him, so we have to sign him now. The fact yeah, that he's going to be here for this many 
years when he still hasn't reached his full potential. He may never reach his full potential. I mean, we should have scary. seen this coming, though, because I feel like Chuck did the same. Like, I feel like Minnesota fans told us this This is Chuck Fletcher. Like, he doesn't trade well. He gives up more assets than he has to. And then he signs terrible contracts. I guess so. But I, I think I, I still – the moves he made last offseason were great still in my opinion, and they should have worked better than if, if Ryan Ellis was healthy and Kevin Hayes was healthy, I think it would have had a better result. And well, unfortunately, yeah. I mean, that's not, that's not all on him. We were singing his praises. We were singing his praises last August, last September, and then it took till about December for us to realize that maybe it's not working out. But um, we were in the honeymoon phase for a while because we really enjoyed the, the moves he made. But no matter what happens, guys, this offseason got a whole lot more interesting because of this move because – um, Flyers Twitter and just in general is having a meltdown of his D'Angelo signing. It's not because of his, his production. Well, it's not only the D'Angelo signing, too. It's also the package that the Senators gave up to get Alex to bring it. Oh, I forgot about that. I guess we talk about that before we talk about the D'Angelo stuff on the way out here yes. before everyone turns off. So to bring it with someone, the Flyers uh, Flyers fans, like rumored, were saying, oh, there's there's possible rumors. Some writers are saying the Flyers kicking tires on him. The problem is to bring it's really young. A really great player, but also will be a UFA eligible in what two years? Am I right about that? Is it two years? Twenty twenty four? He'll be eligible for that. So he uh, is yeah. on, under contract right now, and then he is due a qualifying offer next year for nine million dollars. And then if he signs that, he can leave via free agency. So the Flyers would define nine million dollars, which of their is ass. the yeah, which is the I guess reason why they didn't get a crazy return for Debrinket because. It's possible that Debrinket may not want to play in Ottawa in two years. Yes, but he's a young person that the Flyers fans were coveting and hoping would come here, and now all eyes are on Johnny Hockey coming here still, which is the rumor that won't die. He, Johnny Hockey is the Bufflin of this decade. Um, Dustin <laughs> Bufflin was the was the Flyers' go to guy for the twenty tens. Johnny Hockey is the twenty twenties guy, while Jay Boomeister rounded out the late aughts. If you want to be a uh, want to be specific about flyers rumors of players and never got but everyone thought they would so to goes to ottawa after uh getting picked up with a package for, so what fans fans are pissed because they thought the flyers should have pursued this or gave give this offer is that what their problem yes. was yeah because he has scored 40 goals he's oh. a 40 goal scorer the flyers don't have goal scorers um and chuck a- fletcher's on record as saying like it only makes sense to trade the first pick if you get like a yeah, it's like mid, like a, a certain player, like a, a mid twenties, a talented player winger. in Brinkett's age range. Yeah, and like that's why everybody was like, "Well, the Chuck's going to trade for Debrinket. And then when it came out what they gave up to get him, everybody was like, "Chuck Fletcher's an idiot." And then they, you, everybody was like, "Oh, well, we got Tony D'Angelo. What did he give up?" And it was all these draft picks that he could have included in the trade for yeah, but like, So like everybody panicked and then was yelling, and then you, you know how it goes. But you also it's silly never, season, bud. You never know. Like also like certain GMs have certain relationships. You never know what the, where people are at or what they're looking for. Well, Chuck Fletcher has a great relationship with everybody because he loses every trade he's a part of. <laughs> it's true. It's like the kid getting fleeced in the recess. It's like, oh, I just gave him an Eevee and he gave me a Charizard. What an idiot. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll trade you my shiny Eevee for this shiny Charizard. <laughs> I just sprayed glitter on it. He trade raped me. Um, just kidding. I didn't trade Pokemon cards. I was trying to kiss girls. No, I wasn't. Um, I, I like Pokemon cards when I was a young lad. Uh, but I have Pokemon cards, yeah. Hey, Jeffy's probably still have them. You still have your binder, dude? You have all the sleeves? 
No, and they're, I think they're all lost. I lost them. I think we talked about this before. Yeah, they were I lost them all, and I could have sold them during Pandy when their prices were higher than ever. Yeah, no, it's like I would have sold that and bought some precious metals with them. Exactly. I would have been Just real, invest real in happy. uranium. Yes. Invest for World War Three. invest in uranium. Yeah, for the, up, for the upcoming World War. Just Speaking of World War, if you thought that was taking over Twitter, go on, take a break from Flyers Twitter if you've been on it all weekend, seriously. Because now I got to get down to this now. So Tony D'Angelo mentioned this earlier. We t- kept it on Hockey Talk, but now we have to go to the riffraff surrounding him. Um, so Kevin Hayes, in a screenshot of a text from Bill Meltzer, with his permission, put it out there saying how that uh, Tony was a great teammate to Kevin, a good locker room guy, blah, 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 blah. Um, this goes against the uh, the narrative around D'Angelo that he had gotten suspended for apparently using a slur against the equity and diversity and inclusion policy when he was in junior. He got suspended for two weeks. Uh, he is currently, the last time he talked about it, he said that, like, you know, it was when he was young and hot during a game, he said something inappropriate, never happened again, and him and the guy made up, and they're cool. He also yeah, got he in just, trouble also, with the Rangers for getting in trouble. Apparently, he had a deal with Alexander Georgiev, the Rangers' former goalie, who just got traded this weekend, I believe. Um, yeah. So he's in the, he, he the, got in a fight um, with him. Avalanche now. Yeah, he got in a fight with him, and then that happened before. And then also, he got off of Twitter because he got upset. Apparently, he's a, a supporter of President uh, when Donald Trump was president, and he got removed off of Twitter because – and I'm sorry, he deleted Twitter in protest because Trump was suspended. But he still has his burner account. Yeah, but I mean, whatever. So he supported a guy that was president, and he support he was pissed that the sitting president got removed from Twitter. Meanwhile, the leader of Al Qaeda was still in there. But regardless, um, no, sorry, ISIS. But regardless, um, I mean, I hate to tell these people like I don't know if they are aware, but I guarantee you that a majority of the NHL share his opinions, maybe. Or, um, or just possibly aren't them. as aren't as hateful. So. But remember, Jeff, this is the same fan base that some people were questioning why Claude Giroux was even captain if he wasn't going to address the George Floyd and Black Lives Matter situation. I know, and I hate Old to even be talking question. about. I, we haven't talked about this since then. I hate to even be talking about this on a, a sports podcast. But like, just to bring it back around, like, what do you? They're athletes. What do you expect them to do? Yes, they they use their money and their power for charities. Kevin Hayes has done so many times. But now people are calling up the fact that um, Kevin Hayes, you know, is friends with Dave Portnoy from Barstool Sports, which, yes, they have humor not everyone likes. They do say some things that are offensive to some people, but they also do a lot of charity, too. So what do people want? What do they want? I mean, Barstool is misogynistic. Isn't their CEO a woman? Yeah. Yeah, well. That doesn't. God forbid they look. Just because because they hired a woman doesn't mean. They can escape their past. Well, it's not hiring okay. a woman. It's putting them in a position of extreme power for a very profitable a business. <laughs> they're still offensive. I use a star instead of an A when I spell their name out. I'm not like I'm not even a fan of like Barstool. I like some of their. No, content. I hate Barstool. I don't like any of their shit. But it doesn't bother me. I just no, don't look at it. I'm. I'm I don't, <laughs> no, I don't hate their shit. I've seen a lot of stuff that's made me laugh over the years, and I think. Oh, I like Rough and content. Rowdy. Those are good. Yeah, they, they put out some stuff I like, but like I'm not. Gonna, I'm not like, a, a supporter or a great apologist for them. I don't like oh, no, there are some out. weird people that, like, take it as gospel, and those people need to just take well, a Well, I think it's because it scratches an itch for you? people that, like, you know, that don't want to get caught up in the mundane bullshit, like, sports, you know, sports scene. It's like this is, like, kind of like people people identify with that because, you know, it reminds them of hanging out with their at their local bar with their friends and, like, talking shit about the game. The same reason people <laughs> listen to yeah. our show. Um, but regardless, Tony it's D'Angelo like- made mistakes as a young kid. 
Um, he had some problems growing up, and now he's 26 years old. If we are always supposed to look at people for their whole body of work and actually apologizing and changing as opposed to, like, he said something. Now, we don't even know what he actually said, but I actually did get a uh, – Doyle actually found this clip. Jesus of uh d'angelo uh, allegedly this is what what happened in the locker room and or during the game fucking quiz i was like jesus i'm just kidding rest in peace rest in rest in peace uh tony sirico okay paulie walnuts from the sopranos had to play that rest in peace paulie rest Walnut. in peace oh did you hear what i said did you hear what i said t i told him to go fuck himself um <laughs> No, but I don't know. We don't know what he said, and they took care of it. It was internal, and that was it. So people were looking yeah. at that as a reason to hate this guy, which also Kevin Hayes um, already his, uh, uh, you know vouched for him. Yeah, Kevin Hayes is stumped for him. I know. Um, so Tony D'Angelo did his, I guess, Flyers team media uh, interview yesterday or today, um, and he said that he's been friends with Faraby because the Faraby plays in his charity tournaments, his charity hockey tournaments. Yeah, and. Um, He's like he's friends with Hayes, and he's just like I'm ready to like show up and play. And then somebody was like, "Are you still racist?" And he was like, "No, that was a that was a long time ago." Like, yeah, I, like I, did, I, he, did he like say like a racial sort of person to a black player or someone else of color? Like, does so, that? I mean, we don't know don't what he know. said, right? Listen, if he, I'm, I don't, I don't care either way for the move. I think that he is an ass. So. I don't really, I, and the Flyers could have used that money other places, but also at the same time, like nobody on Carolina had anything bad to say about them, and they got 116 points, which means if he was a locker room cancer, then Carolina effectively blocked him out all season and won in spite of him. Yeah, so I'm saying, like, we've all done dumb shit in our teens and 20s. I still do dumb things in my 30s, although nothing that would be considered that egregious that would get people mad if I signed to a team minus my actual play, because I fucking stink. Um, but, like, why are we still why are people still upset about this and the fact that it's gone this far is hilarious if you guys want to our the joe the rat has been doing the lord's work calling out people for their absolute media, uh insanity about this and everything so if you want check out joey digest he's defending our honor not really but he's a good guy and uh you know but if, if if joe joe knows what it's like to make mistakes he hasn't written an article in like 20 years but he's still uh, hired so that's true and then he had the gall to criticize us but then we put him in his place because he knows what's going on. But people, <laughs> you know, just in general, it's it's just it's just a whole mess right now, and everyone's freaking out. Um, but whatever, it's just kind of funny. So if you guys want to go check out the meltdowns, you know, without getting upset, it's fine. But I just I hate the the quick to judge because they don't agree with something he said, and like yeah, he did say something that was inappropriate or offensive when he was younger. But I I point to someone who hasn't done something that was they regret or something that they 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 said. In the heat of a moment, they're like, oh, shit, I shouldn't have said that. That's part of growing up, though, and learning. So that part of him does not bother me. Um, if he was a uh, a card-carrying communist, it wouldn't bother me as long as he played well and didn't cause a problem for the team. Although I feel like some people, if he was a card-carrying communist, would like that about him. So who knows? I feel like the U.S. government wouldn't like that about him. Uh, yeah, but, you know, no, they'd, they'd be okay with it now. They, You know, it's, it's it's reparations for all that HUAC and uh, the Blacklist stuff, Jeff. Because, see, I don't know if you knew about this, but back in the day, mm-hmm. during a time we like to call the... It was very bad to be a communist. But, you know, yeah, it wasn't great. They really frowned upon. Yeah, so there, there's that. So the Tony D'Angelo thing, whatever. We'll, we'll see how it shapes up, but it just, once again, I'm more worried about the cap situation with the Flyers heading into another offseason. 
of um, another free agency season of not being able to make many moves because they're cap strapped. And also, like we talked about, are they going to have to part with other pieces or other picks just to maybe dump JBR? And if that's the case, then maybe they just hang on to JBR and ride this season out because he's got one year left, right? Well, so Give much up for your aggressive yeah. retool then, if that's the case. But, but yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Though. But by saying those things, that's why, like why we. I feel like he put himself in a corner. Yeah, it really it bugs me. The people like I get you want to buy JBR out because you want to get rid of him. But like if you just wait one more year, then his whole salary's gone. Instead of having to deal with the cap buyout penalties, eating up cap space you already don't have for like the next four years. Let the players so. that are hurt rest up and not don't rush them back. <clears throat> Medical staff. Because Philly medical staff over the last ten years has just been blundering. Oh um, yeah, I assume for all Philly point, sports teams. I'm, yeah, I'm I assume surprised at some if, point they're going to announce that the medical staff is fired. I'm surprised. I'll, I'll be surprised if uh, oh, so I won't be surprised if Bryce Harper's back on like you know back in the outfield in a week, being like, yeah, they said I was clear. I broke my thumb. It's fine. Surgery went well, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'll be like, he'll break it again. And like, see, this is this would happen with the Eagles. Well, this he wasn't with the Sixers. This would happen with the Flyers. Even, even before the broken thumb, didn't he like tear his UCL? And yeah, they were just like letting him. They were letting him pinch hit, or they were letting him DH because he could hit, but he couldn't like. He was throw. having trouble throwing. Yeah, yeah. So that seems like one of those things where they were like, maybe you should just get surgery, bud. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but I'm gonna shut him down because the Phillies have been doing well since they got a new uh, manager. They fired Girardi, but who knows, man? Um, regardless, uh, I just think they should this season. Like Doyle said, I think Doyle. I don't know if he said it before the mic was on Doyle or right before we started recording, but not looking forward to this season already, and it's only July. Yeah, I mean, as oh, of yeah. how it stands not. now, not having fun. The team hasn't gotten better. The I think hockey's going to be fun this year, worse. Jeff. <laughs> 20, 2018, right? Oh, uh, yeah. Never uh, lived that was uh, right before the pandemic. That was... Uh, uh, 2019. 2019. Hockey was fun until everything shut down. It was fun, and then it was fun in the bubble, too, for like a couple Those weeks. Those four games when nobody else tried. <laughs> yeah, the Flyers just kind of showed up, and all of a sudden, like, Scott Lawton was on a tear. We were doing things. We barely, we barely got past the Canadians. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's fine. We'll figure it out against a really good defensive team." Ah, shit. So, in, in summary, in the last couple of weeks, the Flyers have got a new head coach, a guy with a pretty good pedigree. Who, once again, I wasn't a huge fan of, but not sure if it was right fit for this team, but did anyway. The Flyers, a uh, had to talk about how Ellis is probably not going to be able to play. Uh, Farabee won't be ready for opening day. And then the Flyers also use their draft picks. We'll see how that goes. No, no real qualms there. But then they traded a bunch of other picks in the future um, just so they can get Tony D'Angelo and sign him to two years. So at least they're doing something. Let's just hope that if Ellis is hurt long-term, they can just trade his contract to, like, Tampa or... Arizona. Or Arizona or, like, Vegas to one of those teams that just keep trying to circumvent the cap legally. That way you can get some sort of asset out of it. Yeah, like a seventh-round pick back? Yeah, something like that. I don't know. Maybe they'll trade or Ellis. Or Evgeny Dadnov. They, they were able to swing that. They'll trade Ellis and JVR somewhere. Just kidding. That wouldn't make any sense. They're trying to get around the cap. But still, a man can dream. A man can dream. Yeah, what's a bad contract that for a useful somewhat type player that we can get rid of JVR for? Anybody? <sighs> Nikolai Zherdev still playing? No, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't. I haven't paid attention to any of that. PK so. Subban. Oh, PK Subban. He's actually a UFA. So is Evgeny Malkin. That's who I Giroux. wanted. That's who I wanted to sign. Evgeny Malkin. I'd be make down for Malkin the, for sure. Make him the second line center. Or Phil Kessel, the, guys. The Penguins are running out of money after giving all that uh, to Chris Letang. 
Which is crazy, by the way. A six-year deal. He's going to be 41 by the time that's As over. a Flyers fan, though, I'm pretty excited about that. I know that they were saying, like, they were saying that the money was front-loaded, but, like, he's still in your salary cap for six years. <laughs> so, like, I don't... That's a problem if he's 43 and the, or whatever, how old he's going to be in his 40s, and the Penguins are trotting him out there trying to get him to play first-line minutes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe uh, the Flyers will make a move on uh, somebody. Oh, wait, they have to wait. They have to unload JBR first. So I, I think by the time we have this, we have our episode next week, it'll be very interesting to see where the Flyers stand after the first few days of free agency, not just from a signing perspective, but just seeing like um, what they do with possibly unloading JBR or other other contracts. What if they trade more than just JBR? Maybe Limblom or Konechny? Although at this point, though, you kind of need wingers, so I don't know what they're going to do. They have so many wingers, especially right wingers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Tony D'Angelo, relax. <laughs> Get it? It's oh, my no. new character. It's called, it's called Political Hockey Drew. You guys like it? It's pretty funny. Well, I'm offended, and I'm going to tell Joe to tweet at you. So I'm going to cancel my subscription to watch, uh, <laughs> watching the Flyers. To I myself. Like I don't like this team anymore. I'm using, this, <laughs> I'm using this as a reason to quit the podcast right now. This is what I'm doing. Because Tony D'Angelo got signed. But I'm still going to talk about it and still watch the games and still do the podcast. So I'm just saying things because people care about what I have to say, apparently. Oh, wait. Nobody does. Not even my parents. So. That's tough. I'm sorry. With that, it's okay. I don't need, I don't need you guys. I don't need your sympathy. Damn your sympathy. <laughs> so Wednesday afternoon, make sure you guys are checking the Twitters, checking the TSN uh, Trade Center. I'm sorry. Uh, free Agent Tracker, not Trade Center. Sorry. I might just try and take off work that day. What, to watch what the Flyers aren't going to yeah, sign? Yeah, so I can just stew. Sit and stew at the, whatever the Flyers don't do. or You can enjoy all do. the teams signing big game you, players. And how Chuck- do you take off from work? <laughs> Go ahead. Do what were you going to say, Jeff? I was going to say Chuck Fletcher's just like, he, he can't figure out how to turn the Blackberry on. Oh, I'm done. Good day. <laughs> anyway, Doyle, why don't you just take off and we'll go to the beach and like you know get a, get a sunburn together. Yeah, I'd rather do my, that. My peeling is finally happening all over my body right now. I'm, I'm like a banana um, from my sunburn. But maybe we could just play pickleball or something and just not look at our phones for a couple of hours and enjoy like you know compa- male companionship, male companionship, and not worry about the uh, the, uh, the the free agency and what the Flyers aren't going to do because we know it's not going to be good. Yep, not going to be happy. But um, speaking of other unhappy, we actually didn't talk about this yet because it's so Vladimir Tarasenko is available again, apparently. So, oh, there we go. Someone that we should have got years ago for Voracek, yeah, allegedly. That we should have traded for yeah. That was the, that was the Voracek, or they were going to trade JVR for him last year. Oh boy, that would have been good. Um, the last thing we didn't talk about, we we ended the show with this last week. Uh, Ivan Fedotov, this whole Russia situation. So, um, apparently. He has to report to military training and his assignment. And there was a bunch of rumors last week. Right, at, actually, we actually were kind of joking nervously about what was going to happen to him. And apparently, there was rumors that he was feeling ill or whatever, and like they injected him with something. I don't even know that's true. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not putting out stuff. I don't obviously can't back up. But there's people saying that that could be tr- that could be false. People could have just been watching an old um, '80s action movie and got it mixed up with what they were actually reading. Um, but so Fedotov looks like he's not going to be able to report to the Flyers this year with an interlevel contract he signed. And on, on top of that, there are other NHL players or, um, sorry, uh, what's what I'm looking for, prospects that might have to report as well, according to what we've been seeing. And so this, because of Russia's new conscription rule for the military. So, Apparently they're really cracking down. And a lot of Russian players have just bought fraudulent 
like military cards. Yeah, they bought so. themselves like basically like almost like a uh, an exemption for a little while. Like people were doing going to college or certain things they were doing back in the Vietnam War. Yeah, but, I, I think they bought like fake exemption cards, and now the government's like, "Oh, well, we didn't know this was happening, so now they're cracking down." Yeah, and, well, America's put a bunch of sanctions on Russia, clearly, increasingly for years, but especially since the whole um, their whole invasion of Ukraine, uh, Russia still currently holds a uh, a woman's basketball player, uh, American woman basketball player. And then uh, now he was like, oh, you want to go make money in, uh, in the NHL over in North America? I don't think so. Not anymore, you're not. Yeah, so how about you come back home to uh, Natasha and Boris and uh, get your guns up and go uh, invade your brothers in Ukraine? So I don't know how it's going to shake out for current Fedotov- big names, but it seems like the well, prospects are definitely affected. Didn't Fedotov get assigned to like the Arctic Circle, like a naval base in the Arctic Circle? That's what they're saying, but like, who knows? Dude, I'm saying, but that if there's one. I mean, you could, we could talk about our government lying, but at least we have like a free press that somewhat. Can, although they're usually on an agenda themselves, but that's that's all my conspiracy theory podcast coming out later next fall. Um, but I mean, <laughs> at least we have somewhat of a free press and an amendment to back it up, where they can actually talk about these things. Over there, everything is so. Even though they're no they're longer like you know the Stalin state, they still have that like in their veins. So the government just has so much control over things. I don't know what to believe. Yeah. I just I wonder when Ovechkin's going to do his military service. He, him and Putin are boys. No way. <laughs> like the fact that the, like, honestly, if you want to talk about a player that people don't want to like, I mean, I, I, I like Ovechkin as a player. Um, talk about D'Angelo for saying some mean things when he was younger uh, Ovechkin's like been apologetic for Putin and what he's done, and no one's that upset about him. I feel like people are upset. They have uh, been. You just don't recently. really see a lot. More recently, yeah, but yeah, like they have been he, since the whole Ukraine thing. Yeah, but he's been doing yeah. that for years when Putin was doing that. I mean, oh yeah, they were best buds. Like they played hockey together. This, this happened when they took a part of Ukraine back in what, like 2013, 2014? Like, but like Ovechkin, you know, hangs out with them, does all this stuff, and uh, Putin's been an absolute uh, asshole. Sorry. Sorry for, well, you know, saying that, but I don't know. It's just funny what people get upset about versus, you know, their their opinions versus what actual actions just interests me. But you know, that's not neither here nor there, and yep. don't, not worth getting, not worth getting into on this show because I really don't I don't care about that stuff that much. I want to talk about the flyers and not worry about the rest of the world problems. But unfortunately, I can't because that's that's part of my, uh, it's part of what's happening right now in the world. It stinks. But anyway, you guys got anything else before we wrap this one up? That we, yeah. I think we did, just about did it. So hopefully Fedotov's okay and everyone else. Uh, you know, that's, you know, Vorobiev is supposed to be going over there too. I don't know. It's a, it's a weird thing to see. Uh, Vro- Vorobiev's wanted. So uh, Vorobiev was one of the ones that they found probably used a fake that's what uh, it was, military yeah. card. So now Kaprizov. he's wanted by the government. Kaprizov, which is a big one. That's, that's one of the only, that's like the big star of all the bunch they're talking about. Yeah, who was trying to get out of Russia and was trying to leave through Dubai, and since the working visas in America were, like, slow due to COVID or whatever, they I guess he doesn't have one technically, even though he's got, like, a five-year multimillion-dollar contract to be an NHL player. So they were refusing to let him leave, so I think he ended up back in Russia. Well, nice. I guess uh, we can uh, get Hartman back then, because he's not going to be playing with them anytime soon, right? Probably better for the wild because their cap situation is a real bummer next year after those Suter and Parisi buyouts. Yeah, well, 
Chuck Fletcher can thank thank for that one, right? So, uh, yeah, that's pre- that's pretty much it. So we'll have to wait and see what the Flyers do with the free agency market this week. If they don't, if they're not able to unload JBR or other contracts, don't be surprised if they sit on their hands. Um, they have some f- restricted free agents still to sign, and I don't think the Flyers are going to do much. But I could be wrong. If they unload JBR, it could mean other things. But once again, though, if they're going to unload JBR, they really have to be careful what they spend money on because that's only $7 million to cap relief right there. So, yeah. All right, guys, thank you so much for listening this week. Uh, go Flyers. Enjoy your free Slurpee. And don't forget, phillygo.com, promo code BULLY for 10% off and everything else. This has been the Broad Street Bully Podcast with your hosts, Drew Papsky, Jeff, and Doyle. Available anywhere you get your podcasts. Check out BroadStreetBully.net for the latest episodes and daily content about the Philadelphia Flyers. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at the BSB Podcast. Yeah, that, da, 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 da.